I'm Dak Prescott, and you're listening to 88.3 The Bus. After a 48-game season and 14 straight weeks of coming and sit with me, we're here in the season finale of Bonaventure Roundup with Coach Raz. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Tom Sipe. Alongside St. Bonaventure Baseball head coach Jason Rathbun. And, Coach, thanks for joining me one last time. Appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a good run. A little, little different here in the studio live, yeah. but, uh, you know, kind of a cool way to end it for sure. Yeah, a little different, right? I'm not bringing up all my old equipment into your office, scrambling at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. Um, yeah, I thought we'd change it up for the last one. No, so, cool so little studio it. here. Haven't been up here, so it's cool to get up here. And have yeah, to make nice my enough, right? Yeah, absolutely. Pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. So, Coach, I appreciate it. Um, you know, season has concluded. Uh, for me, it went by a little quick. Uh, I know for some other people, you know, it was, it was a long season. But regardless, your first season is in the books. Just how does it feel to be done with your number one? You know, it was funny. Last night they were replaying some some reels at our, our dinner, our team dinner, and a spring banquet. And, uh, you know, you think back, seeing some Maryland, New Mexico pictures and, Man, it feels like it was a long time ago, but then again, it, it went by so fast. It was such a quick season, and you know, the whirlwind that has been my my life the last year and a half has, uh, you know, just hit this wall suddenly last night when I got home and realized it. So, it's been uh, it's been a long journey to get to this point and to get through my first year as Division One head coach. Um, it was a dream that became a reality, and. So a lot of good memories, a lot of good thoughts. Um, but, you know, understand that the time has come, the season isn't over, and now it's just about getting ready for the next step and for next year. And it's never stopped for you. I mean, after you won your national championship at Herkimer, you were coaching, you know, in the Cape Cod League last summer. Then you get hired here, and it, you hit the ground running in the fall, and it just never stopped for you. So it has to feel nice to maybe at least now this upcoming week to – take a step back and relax a little bit for sure I uh one of the many thank yous I do want to get out there but you know first and foremost the wife you know uh it's been tough you know it's I put a lot on her the last year and a half with you know the national championship run and you know having her travel down there to watch it and then coming home and five days later saying honey it's time I gotta go I gotta pack up and go to the cape and leave them behind you know my, my two daughters with her and you know, she handled it better than I could ever imagine. And without her, none of this would be a reality, to be honest with you. So, you know, it's been a great journey. And But without her, this wouldn't have happened. And, you know, going out to the Cape and then being out there for the entire summer and making the championship in the Cape and then accepting this job and coming home. And, again, you know, within a week, week and a half, it's packing up and moving out here and, and starting fall baseball with these guys. And then just jumping right into it and trying to build, you know, and it was a season long process of building the program and putting some things in place and ordering equipment and figuring out the roster and figuring out roles. You know, we didn't we didn't have a lot coming back that we knew was guaranteed to be our ace or guaranteed to be our three hole hitter or our four hole hitter. So we had to, you know, figure a lot of that stuff out and while recruiting as well, you know, so it was just a a lot within this first year to kind of lay the foundation for the future. But, 
you know, we've gotten to that point now where I feel like we're caught up and, you know, our first season's over. And again, we're just, we're looking forward to the future. Sure. Now, what have you enjoyed the most, you know, about your time here in this, you know, hectic and wild first year, just, and when you sit back and, and look at it all, just what have you enjoyed the most, you know, throughout this process, not only here at Bonaventure, but over the last, you know, 365 days? I think the best thing to describe it is I, I don't have any regrets, right? I feel like everything that we've done and as a family and kind of sacrifice to get to this point has been worth it. You know, I'm on my phone this weekend watching Herkimer regionals and I was able to go home last weekend and watch the sub regional series um, just because our Dayton series ended a little early and, you know, going back home and to a program I'd been with for so long, I didn't have any regrets. You know, I, I wasn't sitting there thinking, man, I wish I was here. You know, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I've enjoyed the moments of, of building this. And I, you know, it's just, I see the long-term progress and where we can be. And that's exciting to me. So I think it's really just about not having any regrets and, and keep moving forward and keep looking ahead and setting new goals and trying to go accomplish them. Sure. And, you know, with you know, all the experiences that you've had you know, over this last year, I'm sure that you've learned a lot. You know, what would you say maybe that you've learned the most over this first season here at Bonaventure? That relationships are real, you know, that, you know, the ones that you form that are strong are good, you know, and then there's relationships that are bad too, unfortunately, but you got to figure out those relationships that are good and the ones that are bad and kind of figure them out and sort them out and move forward. I think that the coaching side of things, you know, was a great year to learn and get adapted to the A-10 and the play and the level of play. And, you know, I think we're leaving it very confident. I think we're leaving this season with the thought that we were really close this year. And, you know, again, at the end of the day, we are where our record was and it wasn't good enough and we weren't good enough. We didn't get it done on the field and we've got to change that next year. You know, we've, we've got to get more players in here. We got to get better players in here and we've, we've got to attack and, you know, kind of stand our ground and win those close games next year and win more series and put ourselves in a better mix. But I don't, I'm not discouraged. You know, I definitely, I learned that we can win here and I look forward to that for sure. And, you know, you've always been pretty positive. I know last weekend, you know, we t or last week, you know, we talked about that a lot, how you've continued to, you know, stay the course, continue to be positive, you know, as the season has progressed. And it seems like, you know, you've had a plan and a structure and you continue to try and execute that. Would you have changed anything? Would you have done anything differently over this past year? Or do you think everything in your process has gone to plan so far? I don't. I, I, I think that's the one thing that allows me to sleep at night is I, I feel like I've done everything that I could do this year. You know, I, I, I talk about being honest and, you know, and, and that was something that I really tried to stand my ground on and, and talk to these guys and be honest as I could with them. And, you know, listen, people want honesty until they hear the truth. And, you know, we, some people struggle with that. And I think at the end of the day, you know, I stood my ground on those things and I feel good about what we did and what we're building. And I don't, I don't have any regrets um, about this year, maybe a pitch or two, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think every now and then there's a couple pitches that stand out to me that I called. And I mean, besides a couple games when we were down 14, 
you know, I called every pitch, you know, and I, f I felt really good about the pitch calling and how to set up hitters. And when we were effective hitting those spots, I thought we did a really good job. So, you know, it was, it was a great learning experience again and, you know, just got a lot of confidence moving forward. And, you know, you said in your last answer that you, know, you believe that you can win here. You've always said that since you know, your first day and here at the end of your first season. And here is St. Bonaventure. How have you enjoyed the school, the area, the, you know, this is new for you. This isn't Little Falls anymore, right? Out here <laughs> in Olean and um, just how have you enjoyed Bonaventure? I love it. You know, I, I love the culture of the school. I think the student pride is something I really enjoy. Like, if you're, you know, alumni from here, you love this place. Like, it's, you know, I've heard it called God's country more <laughs> times than I can count. Um, even just my relationships that I, I grew within the baseball alumni this first year have been great. I mean, there's there's guys, you know, Ozzie and Kevin Ryan and some of those guys that have been here through the good times that have been, I mean, literally on a phone call for me any day that I've called them and we've talked throughout the season. So it's been fun kind of developing those relationships and seeing the pride that comes with this school. Um, you know, I still believe in, in our athletic program and our administration and what we're building and the excitement behind that. And to kind of be a part of the building process while we're building the program is exciting. Um, you know, I don't feel like I'm in a situation where things are just going to stay the same I think we're I'm in a situation where things are getting better around here and I love the vision that Mr. Manhurts has and and my supervisors and I just love the direction we're headed and I it's definitely where I want to be again it goes back to the no regrets thing like sure. I have no regrets about being here very confident in what we're doing and you know ready for this program to take the next step and yeah we're gonna win I promise you that yeah, and you've, again, have said that since, you know, day one. And here you know, we're at the end of this first season, and, and we'll talk about, you know, the season a little bit. I know it was a little different for, you know, a college coach to come in. I think the first day was August 1st, right, um, coming in just before the fall. And, you know, we mentioned how, you know, you hit the ground running, but it was a little unique, right, coming in at that, at that point of the stage. Just for you, when you look back at this season, yeah, what are some initial takeaways from year one? It was really the end of August. <laughs> it was, was it the end of August? Yeah, okay, it was I like, thought it was August 1st. I'm sorry. It was like, I think we like we were officially making it a go beginning the first week of August. I think okay. it was like actually around Labor Day when we got here. But, um, you know, I learned that there's guys here that are going to help us win. That That's the first thing. It's It's not, we're not in a situation where we're clearing out the entire roster. We're clearing out some guys for sure, but there's players here that have developed this year that we feel like we put our fundamentals into place and the things we want to do, and some guys caught on. And those guys that we thought were going to catch on or did catch on had good years, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I think that's a big part of it. Like the things that we taught and guys picked up on, we were successful at it. Sure. And then. You know, just going through the year, I feel like every week that you've said, you know, you are what your record says you are, and you just said that a moment ago. But, you know, even from me, an outsider, you know, I've seen the growth not only from this team over the past few years, but 
Um, you, know, you guys started off very slowly. You know, when it came to non-conference play, uh, even that first weekend, you guys weren't able to take one at Tennessee. You got one in New Mexico, but still kind of started a little slow, right? But then when conference hit, um, you, know, you got a big win at VCU. You took one against St. Louis, almost took a second one. And you guys started off well just overall throughout the season. It seemed like there was a growth. Would you say that that's a fair assessment? For sure, for sure. I think that we had a lot of ups and downs early, and, the, and when we got into conference play, we played more steady. We would have a game where it kind of fell apart on us a little bit. <clears throat> but I think for the most part, we gradually got better throughout the year. Now, I think the last week or two, it kind of derailed a little bit. So a little disappointed in the way we finished, but we saw progress throughout the year, no doubt about it. Sure, and even, you know, for me, right, I've been here four years, only three baseball seasons because of COVID, but it never felt like there was a game that, you know, of importance, you know, headed into the season because, you know, the, the past few years where the program struggled. Um, but this year, I just remember the anticipation going into that Rhode Island series, right, uh, where it was a big series at home, and that was the first time in a while that you know, you've always talked about the creating buzz around the campus. There was multiple people, not only baseball players, but throughout the entire student body that you know made it a point to be at that game, be at those games, games that matter um, here at Bonaventure. Just how important is that for you that you know, we got a taste of that this year, but that's going to be an everything, every weekend thing next yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. I, I think the Rhode Island series and the UMass series were two series that I thought were really, really big for us. Um, and we had good momentum going into those series. And we had our moments in those games. We just didn't get the W. But, yeah, I, you could tell the buzz difference as soon as we started conference play, even with our players. Like, it just upticks a little bit. Sure. Um, but, yeah, we want to create – a lot more big moments like that. And I think, you know, I don't know if we've ever went out publicly and said this, but you know, we hope to start it that way next year. You know, I think our, our first opponent out of the gate is Louisville. It's going to be a big series for us to kind of start our year and kind of see where we're at early in the season. So I think there'll be a lot of buzz around that just because of the excitement of all the guys coming in the talent and, and where we should be next year. So that'll be a good way to start it and, you know, carry some momentum. We got some familiar opponents on the schedule next year, middle Tennessee. And, um, we're gonna go back down to see Mount St. Mary's as well. It's a close opponent. Um, so there's some games on there that, that we, we like the matchups and we think that we can improve from where we were this year and maybe have some more wins going into the conference weekend. Um, and, and have that confidence game one. I appreciate you breaking some news on this last there you go. Uh, th this last episode. Um, but, you know, even going off of that point, you know, you mentioned playing a Power 5 opponent. We haven't really seen that much here, not only in these past few years, but in a while with Bonaventure, right? I mean, every once in a while there would be some midweeks down at Penn State, but it feels like you continue to try and create this culture and buzz that this is a legitimate program, and it seems like that's the direction that you're going in. No doubt. We're, we have big things planned for us. And I think that this was a year we had to get through and figure things out, and we, we've done that. Next year, we have to make our mark. We're going to play a, a big Power 5 school and prepare ourselves to be in a regional type of atmosphere in case that comes true at the end of the year. The year after that, 2025, 
I expect it to be a huge year just because of the junior college kids we're bringing in will be seniors and we'll have another class under us. We're going to step up big in 25. You know, we're going to go see one of the best programs in the country down in Vanderbilt. So that'll be exciting too. Um, So we are, we're trying to create great opportunities. We want to go play Louisville. We're going to go see Vanderbilt in 25. We're going to go see Tennessee in 25. So we are going to create some big matchups and we're going to go out there and compete and kind of set the standard. I think, you know, you've seen that within our conference too. I think when you look back at, you know, even at Dayton, Dayton's schedule in the beginning of the year was was brutal. (laughs) You know, they they played a lot of power. Yeah, a lot of power fives. And, you know, when it came time for conference play, they took care of business. So you can get a lot of confidence by playing those bigger schools and, We've got good relationships. I've got good relationships with those coaches just because of the junior college days of talking to those guys. So, you know, getting to this point and being able to set up some of those matchups is, is exciting. But there's, we, we're excited and we're building for a reason because we're putting things into place to take this program to that next step. So, you know, it's, it's part of a greater plan. It is a, you know, I was talking to you a little bit, like even the roster construction, we're, you know, three years out of thinking about where we're going to be as, as we need to be. That's sure. If we're going to compete. So. Yeah, I mean, you continue to talk about, you know, those big opponents and continuing to create buzz. And it seems like this year, other than, rather than the past few years, right, there wasn't much attention to this baseball program here. There wasn't much on social media. There wasn't many students who were at the games or a handful of guys who would back up their pickup truck and it'd be, you know, four or five guys and that was it. Uh, but you've done a good job with, you know, social media. Maybe, you know, whether it's doing stuff like this. You've done a lot of uh, videos when it comes to recruiting, which I know we'll touch on later. But, you know, you continue to bring the energy with this program. And you said that you believe you can win here. And Bonaventure Venture can win when it comes to baseball. And why is that specifically? Because I think baseball, sometimes it's not about necessarily getting the best talent and it's not about having the best facilities. I think sometimes in baseball, it's about having the best culture, the best work ethic, like trying to trying to set the standards in those areas and the winning will take care of itself. If you prepare a certain way, if your attitude's a certain way, if being a teammate's a certain way, if you take coaching a certain way, all of those things really do matter in baseball because it's a feel, it's a mental piece, and you have to feel a certain way when you're playing. And we're going to get better at that. You know, I think it's an area that we were lacking a little bit this year sometimes with confidence and, and what mm-hmm. we should be as a player. And that's something that we're going to continue to work on and, and, and build that culture because at the end of the day, like, culture wins sure and it's in culture's not necessary it's a big buzzword and uh you know my cape cod head coach chev used to say cultures everybody talks about culture but culture comes from the players right right. culture doesn't come from the coaches like it comes from the players players develop the culture but as a coach you are recruiting those players so if you're bringing in the right guys with the right attitude the right demeanor the right mindset the culture will change. So I think that's what we're going to do. And I'm, I'm confident that we can do that. And I think that we have, you know, 15, 16, 18, 19 pieces here 
that are the right culture. So we're going to use those guys and bring in other culture guys and build on it. And, you know, we tweeted it this week, you know, Central Arizona. Yep. Great program, right? What's what's the first thing the coach says about the kid is he's a culture guy. One of the best he's ever had at that school and that program. So, you know, those are the guys that we're looking for that have some talent too. And, you know, that'll help get us over the hump. And as we continue to transition but talking about this year specifically, you mentioned how you, know, you have those 16, 19, whatever it may be, guys who are returning. But you do lose a lot of players from this past year. You graduated uh, 10 seniors uh, who will be departing. And just overall, what's your message to that graduating class? Because it was difficult for them. We were talking before how you know, they had a lot of different uh, philosophy, whether it was coaching, whatever it was before you and and they accepted you in their last year here at Bonaventure. Just what's your overall message to that graduating class? Just that, and I think that they did leave everything out there, right? Like I think that they performed to the best of their abilities and, and put their bodies to the ringers and played hurt and did everything they could to try to get to that finish line. And, you know, because of that, I hope that they can move on in their life and not have any regrets, right? Like no regrets. Like they left everything out here. You know, I, I couldn't have asked more from them as far as their effort and their, you know, their attitudes, the people that they were. So I think they'll be successful in life just because of the people that they were and how they dealt with these hard times. You know, it's not easy to have a record like this. And, you know, for the most part, you know, they were able to stay through it and stay positive and get through the year. And as we run through a few of those players, the biggest piece I believe that you know you'll be losing next year is Liam Devine, uh, a guy that it felt like he had a rubber arm would go out there throw a hundred and however many pitches that you needed, um, you know whenever that was, whether that was at the end of a game or to start. I mean, he was a part of what seven of your eight wins, right? He had five saves, two victories. Um, just how big was Liam for you this year? Huge. I, I don't know where we would have been without Liam. Um, and, you know, and Liam's one of the ones that was a little tougher when I got here. Uh, you know, it was uh, <clears throat> a new guy coming in. <clears throat> Liam was definitely, you know, been here a while and, and set in his ways a little bit. And I think we had to kind of earn the respect to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a little, a few rough patches here and there, but. I think at the end of the day, I was always able to talk to Liam. I was always able to bring him in the office and and, sh- and shoot him straight and be like, what's the deal? Here's my perspective. And Liam was always honest with me. So I think that we did grow a, a strong relationship this year, and he trusted me to put him in situations to be successful. And, and we did every chance we could put him in a situation where he could be successful and help us get the win. Um, because of that, I think he – you know, has a chance to go on and play some baseball beyond here. You know, I I reached out to a couple connections that I have and even some, you know, independent leagues and things like that. And I'd like to see him continue to pitch because he's a competitor. He's left-handed. He's athletic. He's a grinder. He's got deceptive stuff. And there may be a role out there for him somewhere to keep pitching for a while. So really, really happy with the way that he developed and trusted me and I loved calling his pitches, man. It was fun. He was he would he would go out there and and battle for me. And if he missed a spot, you'd know it because he was frustrated. And you know he he was a competitor. 
definitely going to miss his competitive spirit for sure. Yeah, most definitely. And you mentioned how you enjoyed calling his pitches. I'm sure the next guy I'm going to mention you didn't love calling all four of his pitches, I think. And you know, you're losing a senior captain, which was Danny Mannion. That <laughs> what pitch? I think it was four pitches, right? I that didn't call it? him. Yeah, I didn't. I, I'm sure. I told Teddy, let, let it roll, Teddy. <laughs> you can go ahead and call him, buddy. Uh, yeah, Danny. Um, you know, obviously we, we identified him as a captain in, early in this process just because of the person that Danny is. Um, I think his mom calls him a gentle giant, right? Um, just a great kid. And, you know, I think Danny would be the first one to tell you that he didn't have the year that he wanted to have or the year that we'd hope he'd have because he is, you know, he is a monster, man, and he hits an impressive round of BP and the ball flies really, really far. Um, and we saw that on display against New Mexico when he single-handedly yeah. carried us that game. So, you know, I, I know Danny's got things moving forward in his life, and I'm happy for him. He's got an amazing family, a uh, very supportive family, been a big part of our Parent Boosters program. And, um, you know, his mom was somebody that helped me when I moved here to Bradford because they're from Bradford and gave me advice on things. So, yeah, really respect their family a lot. And I was glad I was able to give Danny a good moment on the, the last day to get out there and pitch and, you know, get a start and – you know, have that have that last moment. So, love Danny. Definitely. And, you know, another guy um, that kind of worked his way into the lineup uh, pretty much every game for you, um, Chet Zabluski, who you know, was such a warrior. Um, you know, last year coming back um, from cancer and, but, you know, played pretty much almost every game for you uh, at first base. Um, you know, just talking about his continued resilience, um, you know, on the field, just yeah, a guy like that. You know, Chet, Chet was the guy that was an outfielder, and the story behind Chet was you can never stay healthy. So we were playing in the fall. I think it was the first scrimmage, and he was running a ball down in the gap, and quad pulled up sore, and I'm like, you know, Chet, you're so big. <laughs> like, you'd be a great target at first base and might get a better chance of keeping you healthy. And he went over there and learned the position. And he was a big target over there, got a lot better in his scoops and things like that. And, you know, as the year went on, he played a good first base for us, for sure. Um, was able to be in the lineup a lot. A small injury here or there kept him out of the lineup for a week or so. But, you know, it was happy he was able to stay healthy, get a full season in. And, again, one of those guys that I think Chet will walk away from this and be like, I'm tired, you know, like <laughs> – his body's just beat up, and I think Chet's, you know, can put put an end to this to this story, and and again be able to live life with no regrets as far as baseball goes. Because he went out and played his heart out his last season, and was able to stay healthy and get a full year, and and pretty much not almost word for word. You said that last week about Thomas Grilly, another guy that you know left everything out on the field for you. Yeah, Grilly's great, great kid. You know, transitioned from second base to the left field, and even though we'd hold our breaths when the fly ball went that way, you know, he kept making some pretty good plays. And even this weekend, he had that running ball in the corner and, you know, kind of lunged out to catch it, and I couldn't believe he caught it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Um, so he got better out there as the year went on and was able to hold it down for us, especially with, you know, the injury to Tharnish, and just made us really thin in the outfield. And Grilly's a battler, man. He's, he's a tough kid, and... 
I enjoyed getting to know him for sure. And again, someone else that, you know, he, he's older, you know, he's, he's yeah. working part time and, you know, he's, I think he's ready for the next phase of his life. And, and, and I think the, the world will get a successful person in Thomas Grilly. He's, he's a grinder for sure. And as we continue to talk about some of these seniors, um, in another pitcher, uh, Trip Breen, a guy who had some ups and downs, uh, this year, but pretty much in conference, uh, I think he started every weekend besides this past one. Um, you know, losing a guy like him, how will you miss him? <laughs> I think that Tripp did a good job of filling gaps for us, you know, coming in and being a starter. I think initially in the beginning of the year, we were worried about his off-speed stuff. I think he developed some pitches that he didn't have before and was able to put together a decent season for himself. Um, you know, the strikeout numbers were there, and when he was throwing strikes, he was very, very effective. Um, explosive fastball. It was fun to watch him go out the last game in, in relief and kind of just be able to blow some fastballs. I think mm. he hit 94 on his last fastball that he threw. Okay. So that was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, you know, happy trip was able to get in the rotation, get some starts under his belt. And, you know, again, somebody that's got a future and moving on to the next step of his life and excited for him to, you know, start his next phase. I couldn't believe he struck out that badly because I think everyone that was in attendance knew a fastball was coming, right? I mean, there was so much energy from the, the dugout on the one that he flew all the way to the backstop. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, he's got to throw another one because all of his teammates are going to on. I was able to get a nice strikeout to end his career, though. So Yeah, nice I thought finish. we had a lot of nice moments this weekend where people were finishing their careers. Yeah. I know we'll get to him, but like Rush had a nice moment. Trip had a nice moment there. Danny had a nice moment. You know, so there was a lot of nice little spots in this in this last day that we were able to, you know, get some good laughs and enjoy the moments. Sure, and another one of those guys, um, you know, Pierce, who played pretty well at the end of the season uh, for you, kind of worked his way into the lineup. No, I, I was telling Pierce in the dugout, I was like, man, you. <laughs> As shaky as you looked your first couple reps out there, as as the season went on, he looked a lot better in right field. Um, yeah. He made some nice plays on some balls that were hit this weekend with some, some tough spin. And, you know, Pierce did a good job filling in out there and, um, you know, had, had a big hit against um, Richmond. Yep. Right? Um, so, again, another guy that was out there playing every weekend and moved him around a little bit. But at the end of the day, he kind of settled into a spot and, you know, got to finish his career here at St. Bonaventure playing every day. Yeah, exactly right. And to wrap up the position player side of things, Teddy Bishop and Jake Biz, um, you know, got it for you guys who, you know, didn't maybe get too much time but had a good weekend this past weekend. Yeah. Well, Biz got some time early when Kyle went down. Yeah. Uh, we tried him at second base for a little bit. Um, you know, that just wasn't there early in the year and the great part about biz is he could play every position on the field I think probably even first base but a little short for first base but he did a great job um, filling in behind Jackson as our second catcher filling in a couple different positions for us good contact guy glad he got a home run down Mount St. Mary's I thought that was a cool moment for him um, and Teddy's a great kid Teddy's going to be successful hopefully he'll get a chance to you know get a job within baseball and doing the analytics thing. He's he's pretty into that. He helped our analytics program a lot and um, team guy. 
Teddy's a big team guy, was, was really good for the culture for sure. And then to wrap up the seniors, and I promise all the returners, I'm not going to go through every single one, I promise. Uh, but, you know, to wrap up the seniors, uh, two pitchers for you uh, with Rochelle and uh, Kyle Karinji, Um two guys who had their ups and downs throughout their Bonaventure career, but uh, two guys that pitched a lot. Yeah, no, Rush was great to see his last moment. You know, he came to me after the eighth inning, he had thrown two innings, he's like, I want to finish this. I said, Rush, absolutely, go finish it out, man. And uh, he went out, and, um, you know, when he got the last out in the in the ninth, you saw him just pause on the mound and kind of, you know, look around, did a little spin, and took a deep breath. And you could, you know, you could tell he was having that moment where it was kind of ending for him. Um, Kyle, again, sometimes Kyle was, was lights out. Sometimes Kyle... Uh, struggled a little bit, but um, did a good job this year coming into some different spots and getting some outs and, um, you know, a great kid as well. So, yeah, going to miss all those guys. I think they all provided some strong characteristics, and, uh, you know, they'll be missed. Yeah, most definitely. Again, I promise I'm not going to go through every single returner. No, you're good. You're for good. you, but, you know, there's a few guys I do want to highlight um, that are returning for you next year, and uh, we'll start with – maybe one of your most important uh, returners with Jackson. Um, you know, it's not often where you know, a coach has the luxury of a veteran catcher in his first year and then come back for uh, a fifth year here at Bonaventure, a guy that just loves Bonaventure so much and has played through injury time and time again. Uh, just how nice is it to have him back next year? Critical. Um, you know, I think Jackson and Putney are two guys that are yeah. really, really important for us next year because they'll be seniors and guys that had success this year. So their voice will be heard next year for sure. Jackson was always a strong catcher. The offensive piece was always missing. I thought that was there for him this year, except for down the stretch because he was just so beat up. We mm -hmm. got to get him some more help behind the plate. It's coming, right? We've got some guys we're excited about coming in that can back him up and just give him a break so we're not absolutely wearing him out by the end of the year. Sure. So we've got plans in place to try to keep him more healthy next year, but he's a difference maker. Uh, he's a great kid, great leader. Communication with him is amazing. Love talking to him. Um, really fun to be around, and I hope that we can do justice by him by getting him a lot of wins next year. I'd love to see that. Um, Putney. Is another guy I'm assuming was was he next? He was next. He was next. Yeah, good right. job. <laughs> so Putt hit basically one, two, three, or four for us all year. Played a really good third base. Led us in doubles. Um, highest batting average. You know, I think when he put together his year, it was like 320 with 13 doubles. It was yeah. You know, I mean, it's it was a really good year for him. So it, now we have pieces, right? We're at the end of the year. We're looking for next year, and it's like, okay, we've got Jack Putney. He hit 320 with 13 doubles as a junior. He's got one more year. We know that's an important part of our lineup. We got Jackson. <clears throat> with 280 to 300 all year with seven home runs and seven doubles and defensive. We know we got that, you know. Um, who's next on the list, Ranky? We could go that route. All right, so boom, <laughs> Ranky. 300, 12 doubles, you know, home runs, like played a very good center field for us filling in. Probably more of a corner outfielder, but did a really good job filling in yes. a center for us. I agree. 
those are three pieces that had 150 at bats. Sure. And have put up numbers and have went out there and proven that they can be a guy here. Boom. Well, now we only got to find six. Right. Mm-hmm. We got to find six new guys that can cement their spot in the lineup, which is easier than nine, <laughs> you know, which is what we felt like this year a little bit. Yeah. So it's great to have those pieces in place for sure. And we're really excited about having building blocks to fill in with these new guys coming in. Yeah. And then you talk about how those guys all had a hundred and whatever at bats was. They've played every day. So you know that they're going to be there for you next year. A guy that didn't get that many at-bats just because he was hurt felt like every other weekend, unfortunately for him, uh, was Kyle. Uh, I know he's the only guy that came over uh, from Herkimer with you. But when he played, I mean, he was really good. And he was really clutch for you too. Um, you know, do you envision him as someone who's going to be important for your team next year? No doubt about it. My relationship with Kyle goes back a long way, so I know the value that he brings. But he's got to stay healthy too. You know that? Yeah. Unfortunately, the best ability is availability. And he just has not been available to us um, a lot this year because of injury. When healthy and strong, I think Kyle is definitely a piece of this puzzle for sure. But he's just got to get healthy. But he didn't get the 150 at bats. So, he's, you know, that's kind of my standard. Like if you've played every day and grinded out a season and stayed healthy and put up numbers, like that's the check mark. I'm not. And this goes out to all the players, and they know it. Like, I'm not interested in what you think that you can do or what we yep. th- we think you might be able to do. We need you to do it, and that has to be the standard. So when I look at three guys that we're counting on, it's because it's three guys that have already proven it and done it. There's a lot of pieces here that we think can grow. We invest a lot of time in Evan Dieter. He got a lot of at-bats as a freshman, but he knows he's got to get better, right? Freshman growth to sophomore growth should be big. But at the end of the day, there wasn't 150 bats there with those numbers, right? Um, No Jace. Again, a lot of talent. So there's there's pieces coming back that have some talent, just aren't there. They didn't have that big year, but they could. Plus, we'll have a lot of other guys coming in to push. So I feel really good about where the offense is for next year, for sure. And as we transition to the mound, I feel like I can – combine you know all three of these players together because it's the same question for all three of them in my mind oak gabe and roggenberg um it feels like it's an important summer for all three of them um because throughout the year especially with both gabe and luke you know, they had their ups and downs but like you always said you know you saw signs with gabe and roggenberg i mean you look at his you know one nine inning outing and then you know got hit a little hard these past few weeks a little unlucky three of his three and Last four starts, three out of the last four gave up three or, or more unearned runs each time. Yeah. So, you know, obviously a little unlucky, but for all three of them, um, you know, how big is this summer for them to improve and really be important for you next year? They all know what they need to work on. They We have invested a lot of innings in them. So clearly it's really important for them to come back next year and take the next step. Um, you know, the pitching staff is something that we are rebuilding for sure. But those three, again, are now we can say these three we've invested a lot of time in and they've had some success. Not every time out, but they've had moments, they've had flashes where you know it should click. And Ryan being a senior, you know, Gabe and Luke being juniors, it should 
click. It should happen now. And as a whole, besides the win-loss record, what improvements are you looking to see from your returners? I think that we need to, again, the culture's got to get better. We, it's got to get more positive. We got to become closer. We've got to be have each other's backs. All of that stuff is important. So their their role in the culture piece is very big. Obviously, the win losses like you talked about, but you know, the thing I like about the guys that we just talked about is they work hard too. You know, like they're sure. not guys that slack off in the weight room or don't put the extra work in. Like they work hard. So that standpoint we're good the numbers got to get better they got to improve you know the culture's got to get better it's got to improve but they're the leaders of it next year they weren't necessarily the leaders of the team this year but they played a role but they'll be the leaders next year and so it's really important for those guys to kind of set the standard the expectation keep showing the grind that they do possess already and I think all of that will, will change the outcomes. And we've talked about how a lot of these players know what improvements they need to make, which I'm sure that you've already discussed with them. But there's no denying, it's no secret that you have a lot of new personnel coming in next year. Just what's the greatest point of emphasis for these returners that, hey, if you don't perform, you know, we got new guys coming in the fall? Well, they're here. They're going to be a part of this. Yep. It's just about the playing time, right? So. At this point, it's like, yes, there's guys coming in, but we still all compete in the fall. Like the fall is going to determine who's playing where when we head into the spring. So it's just about creating an environment of competition, right? That's sure. what we need. We need competition. We need guys battling for spots that I want them to make my decision difficult, right? It shouldn't be easy to fill out a lineup card. It should be difficult. I should have to make difficult decisions. And that's what we want. We want healthy competition and everybody pushing each other to be better in a positive manner. You know, not putting each other down, but building each other up because I think everybody here is going to have a grind that they're going to want to win next year. You know, the new guys coming in and the guys that are returning, they, they're going to want to change the story. So... I think that will be a big part is just that competition piece, that fire, that drive, that we need more of that. And I'm looking forward to seeing that kind of develop. Yeah, I feel like you just answered my next question, which is, you know, with all the turnover, all the new uh, individuals coming in the fall, just what are you most looking forward for? But, again, I feel like you just answered that question. I, I'm ready to see it on the field. I want to see him yeah. compete. I want to see – I want to – I'm excited for the fall to look at the roster and build scrimmage lineups and pitching matchups and getting these guys out there to compete because I want to see the change. And, you know, it's going to be different. My program has never been the same year to year. Sure. Every place I've been, it's changed every year. There's going to be change next year. There's going to be more, more emphasis on things, more demanding because it's it's a new group, right? We came into this and we had to kind of set some foundation things, but we couldn't go crazy. Like, yep. couldn't blow up the whole thing, right? Like, of course. We had to build. The intensity will take a step up next year for sure. You know, I know you've highlighted that one pitcher uh, from Arizona. Is there anyone that you want to highlight that's coming in next year that you're excited about or 
you have the easy answer of saying you're excited about everyone. I am. <laughs> I am. I, I wouldn't recruit them if I wasn't excited of about course, them. Of course. You know, there's a lot of names on the list. But, you know, dress, definitely Tristan Champa, who we talked about from Northern Essex. Yep. The kid from Central Arizona. Um, there's a few other pitchers that we have offers out to in the junior college realm. You know, we've talked about Ethan Candy Forbes from Canada, the he was down here this week visiting with some family. You know, the size of that kid intimidates you just going up and shaking his hand. <laughs> um, you know, Alex Barger, another freshman we got coming in on the mound. So there's there's a lot of nice pieces we've already committed, but we're not done. We've we've got a lot of work to do this summer to kind of finalize this thing. Um, but, you know, the catching help. We've got two really strong freshman catchers coming in that we're excited about. Lots of shortstops. David Marshall's had a huge year for College of DuPage. We've retweeted a bunch of his stuff. Hitting in the three-hole, close to 450 all year. Morgan Little will be a huge piece for us next year. Um, you know, Morgan's a 6'5 left-handed hitter. Has really good defensive abilities at first base. He's a middle-of-the-order guy for us. You know, mm -hmm. he's... He's going to be a really nice addition to our lineup. Great family, comes from a great program, great kid, really excited about him. So there's there's a lot of pieces that are there that are already committed that we're really excited about. There's going to be a few more junior college pieces that fall once these seasons start to end, these regionals get over for sure. Yeah. And we're out there, you know, working the phones and staying in touch with these guys and, you know, so we can land some of them, but. It's a lot. We're talking to a lot for sure. We're gonna we're gonna bring in a lot of talent. We gotta compete. Yeah, most definitely. And as we begin to kind of wrap things up, just when you're looking back, did you have a favorite moment from this year? Just, what did you enjoy the most? I know you talked about already like a bunch of nice moments this past weekend uh, with Senior Day, but was there anything that maybe stuck out to you that you enjoyed the most? I really enjoyed. Um, the scouting report team dinners we did. Okay. <clears throat> I just liked the energy in the room on like a Thursday night before a series, you know, talking about the opponent, having dinner ready for us at the hotel. Um, you know, that was, that was a fun part for sure. I, I enjoyed those moments um, with the guys. Enjoyed the DC trip when we went down and did something away from the game a little bit. Mm. Um, but really just getting to know the guys, you know, finding out their stories. Like I had to learn 35 new stories, you know, yeah. usually it's just half yeah. a team yeah. <laughs> at the Juco level, but you know, to learn so many people and their stories and where they've come from and how they got here. And, you know, it's, it's great to hear people's journey and, you know, it was, it was a, it was fun. It was a fun year getting to know the campus and the team and the administration and the student body and, you know, the community. Now, each and every week, your student manager, Vinny Libel, listens to the show, and he always has a complaint to me that I don't ask you good enough questions, fun enough questions. So I told him last night, I said, give me one question <laughs> that I'll ask. And it's very simple. I agreed to this one. What player had your favorite walk-up song? Does that come to mind? One immediately comes to mind for me. But I'll say it after you. I think there's a chance we could have the same one. I like Pierce's. Really? Yeah, I did. They did, they messed it up sometimes, but when they played it right, it was pretty okay. cool. Yeah. For me, Ranky top of the lineup, it was always, you know, it was a good, good song. It yeah. was, you know, had a good feel. 
Yeah, no, that, I, I can hear I can hear that. Yeah, that was the one question I promised. <laughs> well, well, actually, I'll ask you another question. This is completely for me. What do you think of Oaks Walk Out song? Ah, uh, <laughs> I didn't follow it that well. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of people who had some. It's it's a good song for a player like him, but whatever. <laughs> I think it's so much fun. <laughs> Any plans for the summer? Yes, I'm gonna recruit <laughs> and be with my girls. Gonna take them to beaches and get some sand between the toes and build some sand castles and enjoy my family a little bit. Um, you know, get settled in here, you know, now that we're all settled into the area and, you know, have sold our home and done all that kind of moved on yeah. from the last step. But yeah, that's, that's the plan. going to spend time with my girls and my family, recruit, 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 stay on the grind and continue to build. But think about all the things that we did this year and the things we want to improve on. Usually when I'm at the beach, that's what I end up thinking about, crazy as it is. Um, you a big beach guy? Love the beach, man. Where? Where do you go? I'll go ocean or lakes. Okay. So I got a nice little spot up at Pine Lake in the Adirondacks. Oh, okay. I nice love spot. Pine Lake. You go to Pine Lake, Manor? That's what you're talking about? Pine Lake State Park. Okay. In the Adirondacks. Okay. I don't know Pine Lake, Manor. Uh, okay, then maybe we're not talking about State Probably Park. Probably not. It's where my family goes. Never mind. Yeah, little beach spot. <laughs> nestled away you know we'll see if i can get to the ocean this year i spent a lot of time in the ocean last year but, okay um yeah just gonna take a deep breath it's like i said it's summer kind of went and went through last year like it didn't even happen so sure and take some time and relax your one is in the books it's, it is it's incredible it's a lot of long. thank yous though yeah thank you of course you know i really appreciate the time uh the communication you know, I've told you, I really believe that it's been therapeutic for me. It's been able to, it's been nice to be able to talk to you about things week to week, keep me on task. And it's been a great experience. So thank you for that. And my assistant coaches, you know, BJ and Cody, they were awesome for me this year. Um, I feel like we got a nice group. You know, I, I enjoy our relationship and the things that we're building. Administration, you know, from the president down, um, you know, Steve Campbell, Joel Rosencrantz, Ryan Klingen. You know, Joe Manhurts, everybody, everybody in the athletic department, you know, would just stop and say hi and make sure I'm doing all right. You know, other coaches, Coach Crowley, been here, been up the office a lot. Mm -hmm. I'll catch Coach Schmidt trying to take the soup from the RC, so I'll catch him every now and then and talk to him. Um, but it's been a lot of fun, and, you know, the players, I want to thank the players, my family, um, you know, former players that have reached out and support, but you know a lot of a lot of people behind this movement and you know my father has been grinding you know he grinds me every day on the text after a game and stuff so you know a lot of people out there following a lot of people back home that are proud of what we're doing here and you know just excited for the future i, I hope everybody will see that this year was for a reason and the things that we laid the foundation for will will pay off soon here and, and they'll know that they were a part of it so that, that was the idea this year, and hopefully we can make everyone proud. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I know I've said it to you before that I wish I wasn't a senior. I mean, I'm going home right after this. I wish I was coming back, uh, you know, next year or multiple years uh, you know, to watch you and watch this program continue to grow. Um, I mean, I'm very grateful that you sat with me 14 straight weeks. Can you believe that? No. Uh, and somehow you didn't bring up the Bengals this weekend. So I'm, I, I stayed away that. from it. I, I stayed appreciate away that. from it's it. It's very nice. Very nice of you. I'll give you a shout out next year when we're the champs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, it. Oh, God, whatever. <laughs> but seriously, thank you. Um, you know, I, I'm very grateful that 
you were leaving, what, like midnight on Wednesday night from Middle Tennessee. I shot you a text uh, the Tuesday. I said, hey, coach, I got this idea. I was mewling over it for a long time in my last semester here. And I always wanted to do something like this. Um, and, you know, just meeting you a handful of times before that message, I always thought you were the perfect guy for it. And, uh, you know, I, I remember sending you this, this multi-paragraph text. You know how I text that, you know, always a little worthy. <laughs> and you sent back just 100% yes. And that, <laughs> that was perfect for me. I was like, hell yeah. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, I think that as someone who's watched baseball program the last few years, uh, you are the perfect fit, not only for this program, but for the university. Uh, you already have created some buzz into uh, the program. So excited to continue to watch from afar and very grateful for uh, you doing this each week with me. Appreciate you, buddy. So that will pretty much do it. All right. That's a wrap. Adventure Roundup. Yes, we have wrapped it all up. And next year, you'll be doing it again, right? Um, I got a replacement guy. Make a call to the bullpen because I won't be back. It's all right. I, I trust your pick. Like it, you, know, you should. You're, you you're, should. You're handing it down to somebody. Yes. So we're going to roll with it. Yes. Thomas Bias, good guy. Never better than the original, though. Make sure you keep saying that. Each <laughs> year that you continue to do this, always make sure you say I that. No one, was, no one was as good as Tommy Sype, right? That's right. But, Coach, thank you. And uh, hopefully your Bengals aren't as good. <laughs> but hopefully your Bonnies continue to be good. So thanks so much. Appreciate you, man.